Okay, we're back at the East Oxford Farmers Market recording another out and about piece for the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. We've got a passerby who wants to ask a question that he wants us to debate on the podcast. What's your name and where you're from? Uh, Larry Sanders, uh, Oxford. And what's the question you want us to talk well, about? The, the area I'm interested in is, has to do with health care and social care. And a lot of the discussion about uh, the environment kind of leaves that out. It doesn't mean they're against improving it. but and, it's, and I wonder if it's really possible to develop a society that does the right thing by the environment, which means heavy government intervention, which means a lot of expenditure on things across the board. Can you do that if you haven't created a society in which people feel that, that their basic needs, like health care and social care, have been met? What personally, why do you think that's an important question to really dig down into? Well, for, for two reasons. First of all, I think if we don't pay attention to health care and social care, the, the problems that we've got, and they're enormous, are going to get worse. So in human life terms, it's very important. But the extra bit I'm thinking is, if you have a society in which people feel that the government can't really do things for them or doesn't want to do things for them, and if life is difficult, are those people going to support all the difficult choices that need to be made to maintain the the environment? And what key point would you like us to really dig into around that huge subject to start because that's a, a that's a podcast series on its own yes it is indeed well i i, w- I would like people to think about the political impact because at the moment as it is building although too slowly the political pressure for environmental change uh reduction in carbon and so on and the big question is do you really think do you think that that will work if we don't tackle all the other things that matter to people thank you very much okay thank you <laughs> appreciate that Okay, a whole can of worms there, uh, raised by Larry. Um, I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit. This is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Who's the co-host? William Mankelow, thanks very much for being with us. And we're going to go through, um, split up some of what Larry said and explore it. The first bit is health care and social care. Talk around the environment often leaves this out. Is it really possible to develop a society that does the right thing for the environment, which would include um, having government intervention? Health and health care and social care, William, is that spoken about enough in this? Uh, it all depends on who you're talking to mm. um, and what part of the world we're talking about here as well. Um, every single country has a very different look, at, look on out, outlook on yeah. welfare. If you take a real sort of polarizing opposites in a way you know you have the nhs system here in the uk mm. um which national health service the national health service you know that that is at point of point of sale as it were you know, it's free mostly mm. isn't it yet the, yeah. the consultation the work you know the actual healthcare is free yeah um though of course that's there's that's also under threat but then in america yeah. you have in the us you have um insurance then you know an insurance system that the welfare estate is not really there yeah you know, almost like uh i'm thinking about sort of like how 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 uh government can mm. try to impose its will on on people or impose its sort of like 
Well, it has to have the consensus of the people it's representing to yeah. stand a, a high chance of success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you just read the one of the statements. Right, Health care and social care um, talk around the environment usually leaves this out. My, my, my take on that quickly is um, uh, capitalism and, uh, and constant growth has drawn a lot of people out of uh, poverty, but it's now going too far and it's putting a lot of people in the world back in. Mm. So you're talking about people's well-being. So, you know, if we don't look after people's health and that that's social care as well, looking after the people who are falling out the bottom of the system, you know, the, 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 that's if you, that's not dealt with, that's that, that's going to come back and bite us on the backside, you know, on mm. mass. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, it's I about mean, well-being, isn't it? Yeah, I think we we undervalue well-being often, mm. especially if if you're in a situation we might not even have the chance to have to think about your own well-being because you're thinking about what is how do I get my next meal on the table? Yeah. How do I keep this roof over my head? Yeah. Um, you don't even have the opportunity to think that. It's like uh, we often say about uh, you know the oil industry and that has to change and. Instead of destroying it, we need to actually convert them over to a, a new sustainable type of energy because they have the workforce and the infrastructure already mm -hmm. in place to put this out there. So that's mm -hmm. social care. It's looking after people's like mental health, thinking how we this transition process. You know, we need to. Uh, you know, how are we gonna? So it's a guided pathway. Because that's it, where we are right now in transition, aren't yeah. we? We're yeah. trying. To, we're trying to be transitioning, and as as yeah. a, I'm not but, sure we're succeeding. We're trying. When we say we as well, we're, let's talk about what that means. Uh, are we talking about a spe We're talking about uh, as a species here. We're trying to transist, but yeah. there are so many nuances nuances to that in, in how each country will be doing their own thing, and there's yeah. no there's no united front with yeah. this, is there? No. But we try to we try to be a we try to have a united front when you have like. I think COP26 is a good example where you try to have a united front and try yeah. to change things. But it's very hard to change that thing because, you know, every country has its own yeah. its own politics yeah. and its own needs and its own, uh, well, its own sovereignty, yeah. I think is probably the best way of putting it. The um, Something that jumps out at what Larry said and another part of that recording that we've just heard is it will need a lot of expenditure across society. Why would the population buy into that if basic needs like health care isn't met when we're trying to confront the environmental and ecological crisis. People won't buy into it if they don't feel like they're being listened to or looked after. It's like a businessman I knew. He'd been he's gone bankrupt a number of times. Um, not through mismanagement, but just bad luck on a couple of uh, big projects that didn't pay and you know but what he did when he was on his way down he looked after all his suppliers so when he set up the next business which was exactly the same he was an electrician and uh, th th those suppliers were still there when he went to set up again so it's sort of like looking after people on the way down as well as on the way up yeah um i think there's a bit of utopianism utopianism in this whole whole idea of even thinking about social care yeah but in that instance, yeah, he's looking after. He's he's keeping his connections, yeah, and he's making sure that often, often, you know, when when it, when conflict happens, is when dialogue breaks down. Yeah, when you 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 get into positions, opposite positions, and you you, you don't. Yeah, you see the other as the enemy. You see the other as polarized. Polarized, yeah, absolutely. Um, but 
you know, the whole idea of social care, I think to some people is really obvious. But at the same time, you know, it's the question of who's going to pay for it, you know, who's yeah. going to pay for that? Um, I believe in Sweden, Sweden's got, I think Sweden's got one of the best social care systems in the world. Yeah. Um, they don't have, they have very little homelessness, if, if any at all. Yeah. Interesting, um, isn't it? It is, yeah. But again, it's just it's how, worth digging down into. How worth one, how, how one country is yeah. very different. I think Finland's very similar to that, by the way. Yeah. You don't. You very rarely see a homeless person in Finland, by the way. Mm. Really, very too rare. cold, or is it just the system they have? I think it might be the system they have, and it's also yeah. freezing cold as well. <laughs> but um, not all year round, of course. Yeah, but um, something else, Larry says. Uh, it, um, no, I have to say, when he was talking, he had a uh, face mask on, so mm. uh, it, 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 but he had this really interesting accent. But uh, you know, but uh, it's during COVID times when we recorded it, so. That's what it sounded like he did. But something he did raise was if we don't pay attention to health care and social care, um, they will, it will, when things get bad, it, those things, those two things in particular will get worse. So we need to get ourselves into the, into practicing, keeping an eye on that. And he also said, if government are not seen as being supportive, are the general public going to want the government to achieve their targets. Yeah, I mean, you have to take the population along with you. I have to say there is a certain amount of um, sheep-like behaviour in this. You know, yeah, who's that... in charge? The public or, or the or the people with vested interests and our leaders? Are they are the re leaders representing our wishes or are the leaders manipulating us to... to um, to toe the line to get what they want. I don't know, but you do have to take the general public with you. Or is the, are the leaders, because they've been given a mandate by an election, just doing what they, they, sh they feel they should do? Yeah. And not even really thinking about what, the, what, the, what, what their electorate think? Yeah. Um, should, should the electorate be at the forefront of our leaders' minds every, every moment of every conversation and action they're taking? Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think that's necessarily always there is it should it be though well of course yeah but right. if it's not an election year why would you bother yeah <laughs> that's a very open question how, how, how can the government be seen to be more supportive in a real sense though yeah because then when when does when does support become nanny state mm. when yeah. does support become you know the, there would be the advocates for people who would be would say that uh, you could live off the government for the rest of your life yeah yeah. And not do anything, not be productive at all. Yeah. And the last thing uh, Larry says is, do you think that change will happen if we don't talk about all the issues in people's lives? Is that too big, too big a pot of subject matter? Is mm. that a case of trying to please everybody? Or the trying to please the critical mass? Mm. Or is trying to please the wrong one way of phrasing it? I mean, is that trying to please people... Um, it's sort of like you're trying to, the leaders are trying to um, lubricate for their own ends. But do you think change will happen if we don't talk about, I think we have to talk about the issues in people's lives in a genuine way, not just lip service. I think mm. that's the key. Maybe, maybe, but I still think that I would say, I would say that it really does when it comes to health and social care, it really doesn't matter who's in power at the time and what, what, how they use their mandate, how they use their um, 
because, for example, right now the Conservative Party have a have a, a large majority in the House of Commons, so they they're saying, and Johnson has said that he was basically almost it wasn't a landslide victory, but it was near enough, right? Yeah. So he takes that mandate, as he calls it, to say that you know that the the the, the, the electorate have told me that I have majority, that means they really believe in me, therefore whatever I do they believe in as well. They yeah. give they're giving me they're giving me the power to, 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 to do what I feel like what I feel is necessary. Yeah. And so then then but then then the, he's judged by his actions and then let's see what happens at the next election. That's 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 the election merry go round, isn't mm. it? In a way is it is uh, should should um this is going to sound really odd, actually. This is just a very hypothetical thing that's just popped into my mind. These sorts of decisions, should they even be really be decided by elected representatives? Um, should they be more decided by... Um, An integral value system? Yeah, by, 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 by a un, unified international system. But then... Yeah. That's not going to happen either because you've got so... Who's going to actually adhere to it? Mm. You know, one of the reasons why the UK voted to leave EU is this, 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 concept, this conception of being controlled by Brussels. So whether, that's, whether you believe that's true or not, but that was there, wasn't it? So mm. why would anybody listen to any sort of international decree mm. um, when it's... We have these artificial boundaries between us you know we're all very um entrenched in our own culture as well you know very very entrenched in our own places um and we don't want them to be invaded we don't want them to be we don't want anybody else to tell us what we're doing um is the answer to that then we have a <coughs> is there an answer because it's almost like a philosophical philosophical question and there's often not this yeah. is a question there's no philosophical answer to a philosophical question is there um yeah. Okay. You got different. If we had a, a universal value system that that incorporated all the different cultural views, needs, expectations, mm. and then the, we all work locally within those, but with flex, so that there is core. What do you call it? Um, where you have things in common. Mm. Uh, but not everything has to be just enough. A critical like, nat mass of like common ground values. We're talking about yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's when you start to expand it. I mean, I think you have to um, have a worldwide value system, Did... and then try and lo we've spoke about global localism before. Do you think? Do you think as a species we can't really progress until we recognise that deep? Actually, at our our root, we're all pretty much the same. Yeah, and I think pretty much the same is whether we like it or not. It's entrenched and polarized in our views. We all we all have to put you know there was a we all have to um, put our trousers on one leg at a time. Yeah, we all, we all have to eat. I we, put my we, trousers on back to front once when I was asleep. I was sleepwalking. I woke up and I had my trousers but on back to front, and I'd actually managed to do them up back to front That's, that that takes a skill like this <laughs> but in all seriousness it's like shouldn't we come to we are still in a way in our infancy as, mm. as a species yeah. aren't we because yeah. when we well i think the sort of being said that we as a species as we are now are only about twelve thousand years old yeah as we are now right we haven't really evolution hasn't 
Yeah. We haven't evolved in the last 50 or 50 odd thousand years, but the, you know, the, what we see as the world now yeah. and how interconnected we are, it really started about 12,000 years ago, which isn't yeah. really very long. No. We've come very far in a very short space of time. Yeah. You know? Somebody, so I said this on the previous podcast, somebody said, uh, the problem with polarised views, when you get them, say, on a podcast or on the radio or on the news, people are so divided and they don't want to meet in the middle. But that, that's our job, is to actually say there is a middle ground and until people concede ground, we're not going to get anywhere. And I, I think uh, the ground that needs to be conceded here that Larry raises is we actually do need to think, you know, about... Um, it's not We, we say... Um, quality of life but that's all rooted in health care and 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 social care so i think we need to move away from our, our um polarized views on on the environment and whatever and just um just ask about if your neighbor if they're all right you know it's a bring a sense of community back yeah whatever yeah. that is whatever your community is i mean uh i'm a member of the East Oxford Farmers Market community, which is where we recorded this. Where we recorded this. Um, I was saying to my wife the other day, I mean, the other day, the one thing I really love about that is it's it's a group of people, people that get together are very different, but there is no clique. Yeah, it is a community of people. Everybody has their own. Is there a put- social care aspect in that group that happens by default? Yeah, absolutely, because we have... I think that's the most powerful ones, is when they're just intrinsically in the system without... Yeah, we have a WhatsApp group, for example, for our volunteers, and there's communication going backwards and forwards on that on a a regular basis. And somebody would say, oh, I can't do this week because I'm unwell. And the question would be, oh, how are you doing? Are you all right? Um, Take care of yourself. You know, it's very much a bit of a social care. And it's also the same... Uh, when, when we're face to face as well you know we we work together well and we because we've got this common goal together that we mm-hmm. want to make sure that the market is running as 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 best as it can be i think we've gone off a very different tangents there larry thanks for the question um i'm not sure we've answered it but what is an action we could raise from this raising of uh larry of health and social care needs to be talked about more within the universal uh, environmental movement is it to talk about it just to talk about it anyway in your local communities yeah. and be actually and and the action is to actually act upon it as well mm. you know um i think one of my biggest um we haven't got a planet if we haven't if we're not there's no point having a planet if we're not healthy to enjoy it so we yeah, need to look after people it's a bit like having a wonderful house uh, a bit like having a wonderful house but not being able to walk around it yeah um I think you need to care for each other yeah. as much as you can do. Remember that people around you are um, individuals and how going through their own struggles. Some people are are not very nice people, <laughs> should yeah. we say that? Some people are particularly hideous people, right? But actually, by, by and large, most people are actually relatively decent individuals. Yeah. And just remember that. And if, wherever you can help, whatever that help is, whether it's your neighbour that just needs a pint of milk to, or just somebody who's on their own and needs a conversation. Yeah. Because sometimes that helps, definitely, with yep. mental health. And also physical health as well, you know. I think it's, it's hard. I mean, I, the thing, one of the hardest things I find myself personally is I walk, I'm walking down the road and somebody's homeless and asking for money. I find that very, I find that a very hard situation. 
because one, I don't have cash. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm not entirely rich anyway, but compared to them, I am. Um, but I don't have cash on me. I just don't. I don't have cash. Nobody carries cash anymore. Yeah. But I do wonder how that person got into that situation, um, and what is the social health and social care system doing to help them, um, and what is what are they doing to help themselves as yeah. well? Because the health and social care system could be there, and they choose not to use it. There are there, uh, there was um, a lady in 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 West Oxford. Uh, I won't call her the, the nickname because I think it was very derogatory. But basically, she was she lived on the streets. I think she had mental health issues, and she was offered help a, dozens of times, but she always refused it because she wanted to live the way she wanted to I live. I think that lady actually owned the house. Did she really? Yeah, she owned the house. I think uh, well, she she's named after the fact she carried a lot of lots of bags around with her. Yeah. We're talking about the same person. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. died a few years ago. Yeah, um, I think her husband passed away, and um, she, she mm. had a bit of trauma, but she still owned the house. Right. She just so, lived the way she did. Yeah, it's just it's it's like that. You you can't in a way you can offer help, but in a way they, they it's up to yeah. the person to take it, isn't it? Health and social care for me when you look at it, is really helping, offering help and offering help uh, for those who need it, Mm. right, in any way, shape or form. I think I think we we, we can get so bogged down in um, just thinking about here in the UK, we often think about um, social housing as being stigmatised. You had a conversation with somebody, didn't you, about, you know, you said you live in a council house and what was the reply to that? I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's yeah. like that's the stigmatization. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't yeah. matter. It, it's a bit, all, all it really. I still think it, all it matters is, is is how you treat the people around you. And what also matters is you keep listening to the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast with him. Million, million, million. I nearly did it. I nearly yeah. did it. Yeah. Do you remember? Remember yeah. the radio Oxford? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's got to be kept. I nearly did it. William Mankelow. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for being with us.